tuning into Harvey's Huddle. I'm Jackson Harvey. Welcome to week 13 in the NFL. Going to try something a little different today with our episode. I'm try to do hopefully under 30 minutes here. The last few episodes have been 45 minutes or longer, and I know they're not terribly easy to listen to for that long. Although I think I have a great voice, don't you? <laughs> yeah, we're going to just do a few games. I know in the past few weeks I've done every single game in the NFL. I'm just going to try out doing a few games, and I'm also going to go through my top ten. So hopefully get some information about the best teams in the league. You know, nobody wants to talk about the Jets or the NFC Least for 45 minutes, even for five minutes, but... We're going to try this out and see how it goes. Last week was pretty pretty good. I mean, my predictions went 11-5. and five. Uh, There were some toss-ups there, like New England taking down the Cardinals and the Rams losing to the 49ers. But all in a round, a good week 12 in the NFL. And very eventful, especially with uh, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Gonna go through my top 10 list with y'all right now. At number 10, I've got the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, they, I had them winning against Tennessee, and I'm really sad that they didn't end up winning that game, but uh, Tennessee really took it to them. They fell flat. Rivers, he had an okay game. They didn't have a great... They still scored like 26 points, which is pretty good. Just Derrick Henry ran all over him. Last time they played a couple weeks ago, they were able to all but stifle Derrick Henry and the rushing attack of the Titans, but they weren't able to do it here despite being the number one defense in the league at the time, and I got them falling to number 10. Uh, quick note, I've got the Dolphins falling out of the top 10. I haven't seen much of them, but got number 10, the Colts. Number 9. I don't know how people are going to feel about this, but I've got Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I I really don't like this Buccaneers team, and I know a lot of people came in. I'll admit it, I came into this season looking at the Buccaneers and thinking, oh my gosh, they have a dynamite team. How are they going to lose any games? And Tom Brady's only had one win in primetime now. They have a non-existent rushing attack. Their offensive line is lackluster, and that's being nice about it. This team is not a complete team, and you need a complete team in order to to compete. You can't compete in the NFL if you have four top-tier wide receivers, arguably one of the best quarterbacks to ever play, but you don't have anything else, really. Their defense even... They did not play well this past week against the Chiefs. They got torched in the first quarter over 200 yards from Tyreek Hill. I just, I I don't buy it. I'm not buying into this Buccaneers team at all. I think they're going to be a first round playoff exit. I don't care if they play the 49ers. They're going to be gone. At number 8, I've got the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, they had that tough loss to the 49ers. It was a turnover fest that game. Um, Jared Goff didn't play very well. He didn't throw the ball. 
very well at all, but it was just a sloppy game. Uh, we need consistency from these Rams, especially if they want to make another Super Bowl run. They need to be consistent at the quarterback position with Jared Goff. At number seven, I got the Tennessee Titans. Uh, they had a really good win. Tannehill looked decent. I mean, I don't really like Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback this season. He's not playing outstanding, but he doesn't have the worst numbers ever, so I think he's doing just fine. Um, their defense, they didn't do great, but they didn't do terribly either. Uh, Derrick Henry, of course, is a difference maker in Tennessee. Um, their wins rely on his production, and if he does well, they win. And he did well against the Colts. We'll see what they can do this week against the Browns. At number f- six, I've got the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I don't really see much from the Seahawks ever since they started sliding down midseason, but they had a really sloppy win against the Eagles. It, that was an awful showing by their offense. I To score the amount of points that they did, so little points. It's just... I against an Eagles team that they should have just torn apart. Um, DK Metcalf had a pretty decent game, but where was Lockett? We'll see how the Seahawks do. It, Josh Gordon has been reinstated by the league, so he can play for the last three or four weeks. Um, we'll see what he can do and what he adds to this offense, because despite all of his addiction issues and, and things like that, I really think that... He's a solid receiver, and he's proven that when he has been in the league. Um, but we'll see if he can stay away from trouble this time around. At number five, I have the Green Bay Packers. Now, this week, Rodgers really found the receivers that he needed to. He spread the ball really well against the Bears, and they they gave the Bears a shellacking. It was great to watch. Um, I, I think the Packers are a good team. They had a couple of sketchy weeks with a near loss to the Jaguars and a loss to the Indianapolis Colts, but um, I think they're they're pretty they're still a pretty good team. They've got good coaching. They've got Aaron Rodgers there. Um, when they're winning, they they are good. We'll see what they can do in the face of adversity. If Rodgers can't get it to other receivers again, they have that fatal flaw. Their Achilles heel there is. Um, the other receivers in the locker room at number four. So I, I have to apologize. I've been looking at all of my top 10 lists over the past few weeks and I don't see the new Orleans saints anywhere. And I don't know why I don't know why I've forgotten about them. Um, but I've got the saints here at number four. I really like this team, even without drew Brees. Taysom Hill is playing pretty decently um, I don't know if anybody saw, but apparently, uh, per Taysom Hill himself, he said that the the Saints kind of changed their game plan a little bit once they heard about the Denver Broncos quarterback debacle going on, um, which was, I, I, that's the second time in NFL history, I believe, what did they call him, an instant quarterback or something like that. Um, props, props to... The Broncos wide receiver, practice squad wide receiver, mind you. Props to him for filling in for Drew Locke and Ripien and Bortles and whoever the other guy is. Um, but the Saints, they they are so good. They are a great 
team. They have a great defense, great defensive line, amazing cornerbacks. Um, their quarterback room is pretty good. I, I'm really glad Taysom Hill is doing so well. Um, he adds a really good element to the Saints offense, I think. And he just he didn't get a chance to throw the ball really on Sunday. And why would you? I mean, you're playing a Broncos team that was just decimated by COVID-related illnesses and other injuries. So um, I really like the Saints. I think they are going places. They are even rivaling for the number one seed in the NFC. So we'll see what happens down the stretch, but I think they could see a first-round bye if they keep winning. Of course, they've won, I believe, eight straight games. So they keep that going. They could host the playoffs all the way to the Super Bowl. At number three, I've got the Buffalo Bills. Um, they had kind of a rusty game. I said that last week. I think they'll come out a bit rusty. Didn't expect it to last most of the game, but um, I still think they're a great team. They are playing the 49ers this week. We'll see if they can put them away and really secure that number three spot in the AFC. Uh, number two, I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers. I still don't like them very much. Um, but I don't hate them. I think this is a good team. Uh, if a lot of people want to put all of their worth on the Wednesday afternoon game against the Ravens, go ahead. Uh, this team has played well all season. Mind you, everyone was talking about the Ravens and all of their COVID-related uh, issues in the locker room, but Pittsburgh wasn't unscathed either. They were missing James Conner. They were missing a couple of other players, but uh, James Conner is the most noticeable one there. They're starting running back, and so you th see, I believe Big Ben threw for over 50 attempts again, and big reason why is probably James Conner isn't in the backfield there. James Conner is in that game. They probably would have ran the ball a little bit more. I'm interested to see what they do against the football team this week. Um, I think that Washington is starting to play better. And if Pittsburgh plays the way that they did on Wednesday afternoon, I don't know if they can beat them on Monday. Um, we'll see. We'll see if they can stop Antonio Gibson. We, we'll see if uh, they can stop McLaurin. But I don't know. It should actually be a good game on Monday, uh, Monday afternoon, I believe for the Steelers and the Washington football team. But with the Steelers, I really don't think they can beat the likes of Kansas City. I don't think they can beat... I mean, not that they can't beat the Titans or the Bills, but I think it'll be a lot closer of a game than their 11-0 record shows. So I got them at number two. I got the Chiefs at number one. Uh, they really brought it to the Buccaneers. They took it away early and kept it away from them uh uncharacteristically staying under 30 points i would have thought they would have been able to score a few more uh touchdowns but the buccaneers really tightened up when they needed to and props to them uh it was really nice to see even the chiefs pass rushing got involved and they got to tom brady a lot and again that's a testament to how awful that offensive line is and Tampa Bay so um, I really like the Chiefs I think they are my Super Bowl favorite so far um, at least in the AFC 
I think that they can really take it all the way to Tampa. If you're listening, yeah, I have the Ravens falling out of the top 10. If Lamar Jackson's not in there, they have no chance. No chance at all. Although Tracy McSorley, he did play very well. I think if they had started Tracy McSorley in the Wednesday afternoon game, then they had a chance to win that. They played him in the fourth quarter and they had a chance to win that. Um, Fun fact, I saw some meme and Tracy McSorley has the highest quarterback rating in the NFL right now. So all you McSorley haters, just look at that stat right there. Of course, it doesn't account for all of the attempts that the other quarterbacks have, but that's okay. Um, That's my top 10 list. Check me out on Instagram at Harvey's Huddle and on Twitter at Harvey underscore Huddle. Uh, Tweet at me or message me on Instagram or you can do whatever you want. Just uh, let me know what you think and let me know who you would add or what positions you would change. Okay, so now here we go into the the preview part. This is going to be a little different than weeks past. Um, I only have three games that I really want to look at. Uh, If you want to know my other predictions for the other games, I'm going to post them on my Instagram and on my Twitter accounts. Uh, So check those out. But the three games I want to look at, I'm going to look at not really the best games of the week, but um, kind of the most competitive games and games that really look like they matter for the all-around playoff picture. We're coming down to the last few weeks in the regular season, which is crazy. This season's flown by. Um, So a lot of these games are going to start meaning something. And this Tennessee-Cleveland game that I want to start with, it it means something, especially to the Browns. Uh, If if y'all just sit down for a second so that I don't start really too bad, but the Cleveland Browns have a path to be able to take over the AFC North from the Steelers. The Steelers have to lose a few games, and if the Browns win out here, including a Week 17 win against the Steelers, they could take over the AFC North and have that number 2 or 3 seed. That's that's insane. If I had told you that last year or two years or even in August... I probably would have gotten laughed at. This this team is doing pretty well, given the fact that they've had a few sloppy games weather-wise that have really not tarnished their reputation, but hasn't made them look great either. Um, of course, these two teams, Tennessee and Cleveland, they're both 8-3. and three. Uh, They're both coming off of wins. Cleveland got kind of lucky in their win against Jacksonville. Um, lucky in the sense that Jacksonville's coaching gave them the win. Uh, they had two missed two-point attempts um, on the Jaguars' side of the ball, but uh, I don't know why the Jaguars would even try to go for two. Their offense isn't that great. Anyways, um, Baker Mayfield, he was 19 for 29 in that game, 258 yards and two touchdowns, his first two touchdowns since Week 7. Um Chubb and Hunt, they combined for 206 yards and a touchdown as well. It's incredible. I love seeing these guys run the ball. It's, in my opinion, the best uh, running game in the league. And it's also the best running game in terms of rushing yards in the NFL as well. But they have such a one-two punch, such a good one-two punch in Cleveland that 
I really think whoever plays them in the playoffs, they're going to have their hands full. Because when it comes down to the colder weather, you're going to have to run the ball a little bit more. And no one does it better than the Browns right now. Um, the Titans, they beat down on the Colts. Tannehill was 13 for 22, 221 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Derrick Henry, again, he's the workhorse of that team. He got 178 yards on the ground and three touchdowns. Just crazy. The defense is starting to come together a little bit for Tennessee. I don't see a lot of great things in the Tennessee defense, but um, their, their passing D is pretty low. Their passing defense is not very good. It's bottom of the pack, low middle of the pack in almost every stat. Um, the only thing that... Tennessee's doing well is their defense is tied for the second lowest pass touchdowns allowed with 23. So this is looking like it could be a very run-heavy game, in my opinion. I don't think um, the Titans are really going to rely a lot on Tannehill, especially when they have Derrick Henry in the backfield. and They don't really rely on Tannehill a lot either. So uh, this is going to be a very run-heavy game. Cleveland and Tennessee, they're number one and number two in terms of rushing yards in the NFL. Cleveland's got uh, 1775, and Tennessee's right behind them at 1740. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is the Browns have the most 20 or more yard rushes in the NFL. Um, and I think this is just a tricky one to call. This These are two teams that tend to underperform in big games and underperform in games against inferior opponents, but um, I, I'm i going to go with the the best rush game that I have here because I, I really think that this is going to be a rushing game for the books. You could see 400 rush yards between these two teams. So I'm going to take Cleveland here. And I'm going to take them 27 to 24. Pretty close game. Uh, going to come down to a field goal, and we'll see Cleveland win it. The Rams and the Cardinals are what I want to look at next. Um, this is a crucial NFC West matchup. I think that Arizona really needs to win this game if they have a chance at the playoffs. You've got three teams. If they would lose this next game, and the three teams behind them would win. You'd have a four-way tie for the third wildcard spot with the Bears, the Vikings, and the 49ers. So you got to win this game in order to be able to keep that playoff spot alive. Um, the Rams had a rough loss to the 49ers, as I said before. Uh, Jared Goff, he went 19 for 31, 198 yards, two interceptions, and a fumble. Um, there was so many turnovers in that game, it was crazy, including a pick six thrown by Goff. Uh, it's just sloppy all around. We need Jared Goff to be more consistent and to just be the leader that we've seen him be before. This is pretty much the same offense that they had. They they need to be doing better, especially against a 49ers team that is riddled with so many injuries on defense. Um, the Arizona Cardinals, they lost to New England, of all people. They lost, mind you, to a quarterback in Cam Newton that threw nine completed passes for 18 attempts, 84 total yards through the air, and two interceptions. Not even a touchdown, two interceptions. 
And they still managed to lose that game. Why? It's because Kyler Murray didn't have a very good game at all. Uh, he was 23 for 34, 170 yards and an interception. Kenyon Drake added 78 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. But it just wasn't enough. They were supposed to blow out this New England team. And we need to see them really step up to the plate against these bad teams as well. Um, this should be a fun game to watch. Uh, there's two really, not mediocre offenses, but they're offenses that really didn't perform last week. I think the Cardinals have a chance, a better chance than the Rams do at really showing up. However, I like the Rams defense a lot, and I think that Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and the likes of them will get it done. Um... So with all of this offensive play that isn't very good, I'm going to take the better defense here, and I'm going to take the Rams winning 20-14. to And finally, the last game that I want to take a look at is the Buffalo Bills taking on the 49ers. Uh, like I just said, the 49ers are on the cusp of a playoff berth right now. Let that sink in. The 49ers, who have lost most of their starters, <laughs> at least most of their... Stars on both sides of the ball. Um, they are they are in a playoff spot almost. This is crazy. I they really lost one in a ugly Rams game. I just explained it. Lots of turnovers. Uh, Nick Mullins was twenty four for thirty five, two hundred fifty two yards and an interception. Um, they need a run game. They need a run game to have any chance at all at. A playoff run. I don't think they're ever going to get a playoff run going, but if they can get a playoff berth out of this season, Kyle Shanahan deserves Coach of the Year. Because holy cow, I I don't know how they've been able to pull this off. Um, they also need to take care of turnovers. They had a few fumbles on the game against the Rams as well, and one of those were returned for a touchdown. So um, their defense has really stepped up though, with the loss of a few key starters there. Their defense is doing really well, and I'm I'm pretty surprised by that. Buffalo, they beat the Chargers. Like I said, they were a little bit rusty. They didn't beat them the way that I wanted them to, but they beat them nonetheless. Kyle Allen, he was only 18 for 24, 157 yards, a touchdown, an interception, and a fumble. Uh, the team, all together, the Bills had 172 yards rushing, which is pretty good. Uh, they've been almost completely ineffective on the run in the past few weeks so it's really good to see them running the ball well they're tied their offense is tied for the sixth most pass touchdowns allowed or i guess four uh with 24 and they have the ninth best quarterback rating in with josh allen at 103.8 their defense has the ninth most sacks in the league with 30 but they are in the bottom of most rushing categories on defense which San Francisco doesn't really have a run game anyways. So we'll see if the 49ers can get a running game going on in one of the worst uh, rush defenses in the league. Despite not being amazing stat-wise with the Bills, though, I think that this is a really good team. Um, I think sometimes we can get a little too focused on the stats and not focus enough on the actual gameplay going on down on the field. Even though the Bills aren't super flashy like the Chiefs or like uh, the Saints or even the Steelers like 
the Steelers, their stats don't really show how the team actually plays on the field sometimes, especially given, let's talk about the Ravens game on Wednesday or the Cowboys game a few weeks ago. They, they don't really always play up to what their stats say, especially that big 11-0 and stat that they have. But the Bills, I think, are kind of the opposite. Like, their stats don't really show the gameplay that they have on the field and how good of a team this really is. And I, don't, I just I don't think stats really make up the team always. Um, they're also relatively injury-free. I don't think I've seen a lot of injuries coming out of the Buffalo locker room. So props to them for keeping that clean and... Also, not a lot of COVID things going on, knock on wood, but uh, I think Buffalo is going to win this one, 37-17. I just don't see the 49ers offense really getting sparked enough to defeat this Buffalo Bills defense at all. So those are my three games I'm going to preview this week. Um, I've managed to keep it under half an hour, so hopefully... Uh, this gives you some insights on a few of the games. Like I said, go follow me on Instagram at Harvey's Huddle and Twitter at Harvey underscore Huddle. I'm going to post my other predictions there. You guys can let me know what you think, what's wrong um, with my predictions that I have. And hopefully we'll have a great week this week. We have football right up until Tuesday. So enjoy that and have a great weekend, everyone. My name is Jackson Harvey. This has been Harvey's Huddle. Thanks for listening. Take care.